right, so good evening, boys. Hey, nice to see you, Derek. Colton, are you not gonna? Are you not gonna address me? I'm not me? talking to you. <laughs> Apparently, I'm <laughs> okay, not talking that's to fine. you. That's fine. That's gonna be that's gonna be good podcast material. Is just to is a host that refuses my, to talk to one of them. My ADD, my ADD said no. Hey, hold on. Look up obscure Disney characters for the next bit you're about to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's all I'm focused on. <laughs> Speaking of um, obscure Disney characters, this past Sunday was a. Um, Akin to a religious holiday for me. Palm Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my head just went lightheaded. Oh my god! Colton with his <laughs> insightful commentary, as always. <laughs> Derek's favorite day of the year. I love Palm Sunday. Oh. <laughs> I think I like oh. Palm Sunday more than I like Easter. <laughs> Oh, you get those cool little palm leaves at church and you're just like, Ooh. you know what I mean? Have you put your presents under the palm tree yet, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Okay. Um, there was a second religious holiday that was taking place that day. Um, so if you know anything about me, uh, you know that I am a, uh, as the kids would say, a stan of the video game series Kingdom Hearts. If you don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, it is um, Disney meets Final Fantasy meets Anime Boys <laughs> uh, meets Metal Gear Solid length cutscenes. It's Disney for weebs. <laughs> it's, uh, um, I, I did hear someone uh, someone describe Kingdom Hearts one time as Metal Gear Solid for depressed Disney kids. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I get that. Oh, we found out uh, the community, the Kingdom Hearts community <laughs> and I. All three of you. <laughs> well, that's rude. Um, I'm on the subreddit. There are over 100,000 of us on there. <laughs> we are legion. The few, the proud. <laughs> so the fourth installment of Kingdom Hearts has been announced. And uh, I wanted to open the floor to discussion. Um, what Disney characters would you love to see in a Kingdom Hearts game? Oh. <laughs> My two friends that have never played these games before. <laughs> okay, so I... I think from how I understand it, it's Disney people who are kind of cringe a little bit, anime people who can be kind of cringe. Uh -huh. So I think we just add another one in there. We bring the furry father himself, Robin Hood. Um, huh. the <laughs> so, so that's a statement that was just made. What's the opposite of like happy? Because <laughs> that's what that made me. You know, just because um, we can say things, Colton, doesn't mean we have to. Yeah, it, he'd be a good side character. Like he has good archery skills. Uh, what else? He's hot. <laughs> say it. he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we're missing in the Kingdom Hearts franchise is hot animals. <laughs> Easily cosplayable. Now listen, listen. Have y'all seen Kovu from Lion King 2? Because have I seen <laughs> Kovu from the Lion King 2? Because let me tell y'all. <laughs> y'all want to talk about hot Disney characters. <laughs> <laughs> let's um let's talk about play playable characters. Okay. Like I'm just looking at a list here of some ones I'm excited about. Like, um, oh man, Bambi's mom. Oh yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, she acts as a shield. She her ability is shield. Yeah, yeah that might be hard. Um, oh, Nemo's mom. Oh, Nemo's mom. Well, also shield. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Hero's brother from Big Hero Six. Oh, that'd be mm. oh. Which they already well. had a Big Hero Six world, but I feel like we can revisit the franchise. 
I can talk about I can talk about history and lore of Kingdom Hearts all day long. However, I don't want to. I actually want to end it. Right <laughs> Colton, now. please stop him. Please hurry. Okay, Get us okay. out. Get us out. Um, hurry. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull out all the stops. I'm gonna do something I haven't done in a long time. Um, I'm gonna call my mother. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were talking before the show that we haven't done uh, Lost in Translation in a really long time. Um, so I quickly made one up. Uh, I've just got one for you today, boys. Um, Lost in translation being for the uninitiated Colton sticks oh, yes. it sticks an IMDb summary of a movie through a translator 50,000 times and makes us sit here and wait for 10 <laughs> minutes while he does it and then reread <laughs> genuinely it. 10 minutes. <laughs> and then once it's been through translation, hell, he reanimates its corpse and reads it back to us. True. I do normally do that. Uh, today I did just pull a line from a movie. Uh, so our line for today, boys is, Want to know how I got to this post? <laughs> want to know how I got to this post? Do you want to know? <laughs> I, I would like to know, actually. Um, is it is it the social network? Uh, it's not the social network. Is it? Um, I don't know. Uh, Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight. Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> it is Heath Ledger's. Do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Hey, Batman. You want to know how I got this post? Want to know how I got to this post? <laughs> I went on 4chan, Batman. <laughs> have you ever seen a dead body, Batman? Oh, yeah, you have, because of your parents. <laughs> I didn't even put a trigger warning on it. That's right, it's your dead parents. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn, I hate you. It's me, Discord moderator Joker here. <laughs> the ladies. Good evening, the ladies. <laughs> well, thanks for that incredible loss in translation. Wow. That was really but, good, um, Colton. Thank you. I'll try to have more later on. Or well, not in this podcast, uh, but just like I was like, you're just gonna do it in the podcast because like lest we forget, it took you forever to do the first one. <laughs> I know you guys thought we were gonna do shake and not stirred, but instead you're gonna sit there in silence for 10 minutes while I retranslate all this. <laughs> no, Brady, you see, we're doing a horror movie, so you already know there's gonna be about 10 minutes where y'all start talking about horror movies and I have nothing else to add. So <laughs> that's when I'll be doing it. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome on in to this horror show called Star the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and then we try to figure out what happens in between. My name, it's Brady King. My name, guys, I this just kills me. My name's Derek Fultz. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Hey Colton, yeah. Colton, what's your name? You guys are never going to believe this. My name is Colton Hart. My name is Tyler? Yeah, today, guys, I, I feel like I always love keeping horror movies on the back burner because they're yes. so easy. Yes. Yeah. The beginning and mm -hmm. endings of horror movies are made for us. They either wrap up in a very strange way compared to the beginning or they like twist it at the end. And it just that's just our bread and butter. Or sometimes they're about grief. <laughs> there are sometimes when like then when like all the gore and decapitations and just like body horror is kind of like a metaphor for like depression yeah there's sometimes know? where the demon the movie is about the demons we found along the way <laughs> <laughs> well today i feel like we're kind of going back to our roots with a little horror film called last shift have you guys seen this movie well we were kind of talking about it before then I feel like I've seen this movie. I don't know how I've seen this movie, but I feel like I have. Yeah, I mean, it's not so different from the myriad of thousands of other B-horror right. movies out there. 
But I um, stumbled across this one in film school. I used to get together with a few guys who would just sit around and roast subpar horror movies. Um, and I thought I would just regurgitate it here for you guys. Oh, that's us. Throw up into my mouth. <laughs> regurgitate scary stuff into my gullet. Yeah. If you if you like said that with like a filter effect and like a hardcore screamo voice, it would be the perfect like Avenge Sevenfold. Like <laughs> regurgitate. <laughs> it's a metaphor for capitalism. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> the real horror is poverty. <laughs> no, don't forget. Well, today we're going to take the plot of The Last Shift and we're going to dismember it. We're going to take it apart and then rearrange it into a little horror show of our own. And the way we're going to do that is by watching the first scene of the movie and the last scene of the movie and then just making making up what happens in between. But since we can't play movie or audio on the podcast, we have converted everything into screenplay format. Uh, Brady, and Brady, I think you mean screenplay. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> so Colton <laughs> Colton is going to be our spooky narrator. Ooh. And I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, my God. Colton, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Boo. <laughs> and Derek and I are going to play a couple different characters. Hey, are you guys ready for this one? They, it might get a little scary. Hold my hand. Hey, guys, let's hold hands real quick. Okay. All right. Real quick. Oh, Brady, wipe your hand off, please. It's sticky. It's just moisturizer. <laughs> Chill out. Anyway, things might get spooky, but... Colton's going to guide us with his lovely narration. Yeah. Don't worry, buddy. I'll hold your hand while we go through this. Well, well please. Whoa! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Guys, I j I, I'm, you don't have to react every time I walk into the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We ready? Let's do it. We open on the parking lot of a small inner city police station. It's dark outside. Orange streetlights illuminate the only squad car in the lot, where Jessica Lauren sits and talks to her mother over the phone. Yes, mother. Jess, honey, why are you doing this? I've been through enough. Mom, seriously, we've been through this a thousand times. Do we really have to do this now? I'm literally about to start my first shift. Yeah, that's why we have to do this right now. Mom, I told you I'm going to be fine, all right? Most cops go their entire careers without seeing any action. Yeah, well, tell that to your father. Nice. Look, Jess, for me, don't do this. Hey, you know what? I've got Mom, a really nice... Mom, hey, I'm going to be late. Can we talk about this later? We have to talk about this now. I can't take this anymore. No, because I'm going to be late and get fired before I even get through with my first day of work. But I love you. Jess... I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Jessica puts her phone away and heads into the station. She opens the door and looks around, but there's no one out at the front desk to greet her. Hello? Silence. Aside from the dull hum of fluorescent lights, the station is eerily quiet. Jessica heads down the side hallway, looking for anyone who can help her. Hello? Anyone here? Suddenly, at the far end of the hallway, there's a crash. A man storms over to one of the side doors and begins to wrestle with the handle. Damn it, stupid idiot cops. Jessica watches him swear and pull the door handle for a minute before trying to catch his attention. Hello? The man jumps, as if he wasn't expecting to be noticed. How long have you been there? I just walked in. 
I'm officer. Turn Jack. around. My orders were to report to the I said turn around. She turns around and begins to walk back towards the entrance. Stop. I said turn around, not walk away. Jessica freezes. The man walks slowly down the hall, checking occasionally over his shoulder. As he comes into view, we can see he's another officer, with white hair and a thin mustache. He looks her over carefully. I'm Officer Cohen. Officer Lauren. Lauren? Yes, sir. I I was told to report here. It might have been a mistake. I thought the new station was up and running already. Uh, Yes, it is, and she's a beauty. St. Michael himself would be proud, and when you see it tomorrow, you'll fall... Hold on. (laughs) God, this this dialogue sucks. Well, you you can see it down, you'll fall on your knees and weep. (laughs) Yes, it is, and she's a beauty. St. Michael himself would be proud, and when you see it tomorrow, you will fall down upon its steps and weep. But tonight, you're here. Sir, I guess I don't understand what I'm doing here. The real question is, what the hell am I still doing here? But to answer yours, you are the lucky rookie to work the very last shift in this mausoleum. All 911 calls have been rerouted to the new station, so it should be quiet. You may have some walk-ups, just send them up the street. My number and address are here on the wall. If there's an emergency, call the station. And with that, Cohen turns and walks out of the room. And then a ghost jumps out and grabs him. Oh, no. Not Officer Cohen. What's he Ooh. what's he hiding back there? Yeah, what's what's locked up that he wants so bad? Mm. Drugs? Is it drugs? Mm. Is it <laughs> drugs? Could it be drugs? It could be the sugary drug of donuts. <laughs> it's the break room. It's the pr- And they've locked it up because he's been eating too many donuts. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one big OSHA violation. That's why he's so mad. He's like They're fat shaming officer <laughs> officer Cohen about <laughs> locking the donuts up. Well, I it's starting to see like seem like Officer Cohen doesn't belong here. Like he's no. like he's he's being real dodgy. What if yeah. he's not a real cop? What if he's not a real cop at all? Well, what do we think he is? He's the late night thief known as the donut burglar who sneaks into cops, who sneaks into police stations no, late no, no, at no, night. No, 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 no. You said you said he sneaks into cops. He's a ghost <laughs> who loves the taste of donuts, so he sneaks into cops' bodies to eat them. Yes. Okay. No, you're right. Okay. So he's he's possessed Officer Cohen and sneaks. He's trying to sneak into the bre- the break room to get those sweet sugary donuts, but uh, he can't get in there because those stupid idiot cops they locked the it. door handle's made of silver, and so he can't <laughs> he can't get in. What? <laughs> Is that what our tax dollars have been going to? Gilded door handles and police stations. <laughs> what a highfalutin police station has solid silver door handles to the break room, no less. Maybe we should defund the police. <laughs> You I do not school. actually mean this. No, you said it. Get that sound bite. It is a joke. <laughs> she like she like walks in and it's just like gilded all the way. Like it's super ornate. <laughs> Literally looks like a scene from The Great Gatsby. Like, yes. Right. It's just like crystal chandeliers, columns everywhere. It is It is a testament to man's hubris. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, here's what, no, here's what I'm thinking. So I, I kind of have a different line of thought than you two. And... I'm sorry. Derek's on a solo mission. It's okay. Hey, you know what? You go right, (laughs) we'll go left, and somewhere we'll find some common ground. We'll make these two Um, words. What about us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about me? (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking 
that this is a heist movie. Oh, yeah. To a get donut I, heist? I already said that. It's a donut heist to get those sweet, creamy okay, but, Duncan. Uh, I, 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 I hear you. He's got to get the jelly. He's got to get the But uh, that's good, what I'm saying. Jelly. That's what I'm saying. The donut burglar ghost spirit demon. <laughs> um, he's not the heister. Okay. Jessica is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's on the she's on the phone with her mom, who's telling her, "Don't do this. Don't you don't have to do this." Oh, um, because she's right, on so, thin ice with the cop. She's already gotten like caught mm-hmm. a couple times. She has to impersonate yeah. a police officer to break into. I like the idea of this police station being just like gilded and like uh, solid solid silver door handles to the break room. Yeah. Well, and also like it's the perfect place to get money because we all know that those big giant sacks of money that robbers have yeah whenever they they catch the robbers they go to the police station Yeah, they go into evidence yeah so the evidence room is just full of these big canvas sacks with big dollar signs on them and And they can't leave they can't leave the evidence room (laughs) and and pallets of cocaine yeah (laughs) right pallets and pallets of like hard drugs Mm -hmm. so jessica is going to she has to infiltrate this is like her last hit yeah. Of, yeah. Like she's like, you know, she's like, all right, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done after this. I'm done. Well, and, and she, she talks about the new police station. She thought that the place would be empty because all right. the police had like gone to the news station and she, she's like, this is my chance. Like there's no one in there. Yes. Right. So when, when Cohen comes in and he's like, oh, uh, she's like, oh, well I thought, you know, I thought my orders were to be She's like, I don't really know why I'm here. Like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't know either. What if, uh, what if, what if what Jessica doesn't know, but we know is that Officer Cohen is from a rival heist gang and he is Ooh. also, also oh. impersonating a cop because crime is just rampant in this city. <laughs> yeah. This is Gotham. This is Gotham. Yeah, this is a DC movie. <laughs> the, the, I think is, this is what DMZ is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he, when he goes to the door, he's like, oh, they, they locked it, those stupid cops. And he wasn't expecting to see Jessica. So they're like, they're trying right. to out-cop each other. Right. Yes. They're trying to see who's the copiest cop that <laughs> has ever copped. He's like, get your hands on the ground. No, not on the ground. Hey, you get your hands up. No, you get your hands up. No, you get your hands up. Get your hands on the ground. <laughs> Put your hands Put your hands on the ground. <laughs> Now shake it. I, I, I don't know why that phrase is so funny. <laughs> hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. Cha-cha real smooth. I said cha-cha real smooth. What you gonna do with all that butt, officer? Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> that cop? Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jason Derulo with white hair and a thin white mustache. Yes. So Jason Derulo in cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Cohen is canonically Jason Derulo in cats. That's what his that's his heist outfit. No one will ever suspect him he is. <laughs> Alright, so I think we've got a pretty good um really kind of cool heist movie. Like yeah, the, the two both rival gangs going after each other. Going after each other. Yeah, trying to steal these big old bags of money. These big old bags of money and some of this, this some of this royal uh this crown molding off the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. That's made of gold. They're just cutting slivers of red carpet off and stuffing them in their yeah. pockets. <laughs> they're trying they're trying to shake these door handles off just without a screwdriver. <laughs> right. 
All right. Well, I guess the only way to figure out where this is going to go is, um, I don't know. I, I can't really think of anything. Can you? All right. Well, best way to do it is just dive on in. Let's get to it. Oh, you think we should like maybe read the second scene or something? Yeah, I can yeah, do that. Do you yeah. want to, are you all ready to do that? I'm ready, yeah. Jessica charges down a dark hallway, pistol and flashlight at the ready. Voices call out to her from the dark. Come here, pig. You're going to die. Come get us. <laughs> Jessica works her way carefully around the corner where a man is waiting with a gun. Before he can react, Jessica shoots him and blood spatters against the black wall. He is more powerful than you. He is righteous. He is the way. You will die. Jessica turns another corner and shoots the last intruder in the leg. He collapses to the ground, trying to crawl away through the exit door. Don't move. Hands behind your head. The blood of his children will resurrect his flesh. Drop the weapon. All who oppose him will perish. Jessica shoots the man again, killing him instantly. But before she can turn, another man shoots her in the chest. She slides down against the wall, covered in her own blood. She looks up in shock as the man who shot her is revealed to be Officer Cohen. Sarge. She looks over at the intruder lying dead on the ground. It's not an intruder at all, but a young man in a yellow hazmat suit. We flash back to the standoff between the two. He lays on the floor with a bullet in his leg as Jessica towers over him. Don't move. Hands behind your head. Help. Somebody help me. Lady, what are you doing? It, it, it's me. I, I'm Joe. I, I'm from BioClean. I talked to you earlier today. Drop the weapon. Please, don't. Jessica shoots him. Back in the present, Jessica looks at the man, confused. No. No, he, he was... Officer Cohen shines his flashlight around the room. Each of the intruders Jessica shot is revealed to be another innocent man in a hazmat suit. That's not him. It wasn't him. Dispatch, this is Sergeant Cohen. I have an officer down in need of immediate assistance. As Cohen radios in, an eerie song begins to play. Jessica knows the lyrics and quietly sings along. Three strange women from what the heck is happening in this scene? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Three strange women appear from behind Cohen, singing and humming it down at Jessica. They kneel to meet her gaze and smile. Cut to black. I'm sorry. I was tracking. I'm vibing. <laughs> what? We got some serious dots to connect here. <laughs> what the heck? Now, I've got an easy out here. The easy out is that they get in and they just they just did all that evidence locker cocaine. They just did it all. <laughs> All of it. One of the uh, one of the dye packs like exploded in the money, and it like also was near cocaine, and it like <laughs> shot it all up in the air, and they like breathed it in, and this is all like drug induced. So I have an uh, another theory. I think BioClean is a third gang. Oh, okay. That's coming in to try to like encroach on the territory, and we just have a gang war in the police precinct. All. We don't know this, or sorry, we don't know this yet. It's going to be revealed in the end. But all of these gangs were hired by the same people. And it's these three strange women who hire, like, approach each mm -hmm. of these individual mm -hmm. gang members with an mm -hmm. offer. And they're kind of like having a race to see who can get there first. But in the end, it doesn't matter. Because three strange women get it all. 
three strange women do get it all at the end. Who are the three strange women? Who are women? the three strange women? You'll never know. I I just I got real uh community theater actress vibes from them. <laughs> like they're not real actors, but like they were they're in a bunch of community theater shows. Mm. And so they think they're actors. Gotcha. And they were they were doing like a study for Macbeth. <laughs> and they're playing the witch the three witches. Gotcha. And so they um, were like, Well, you know, we've we've got a little bit of cash from working at Starbucks over the summer. So what if we hired three rival gangs to go rob a bank? As kind of like a, like an experiment that we can use to draw right. from for Macbeth. Yeah, totally. So we we see in another flashback sequence the three strange women. Um, their community theater is going under. Um, <laughs> um, it's, oh, Colton has something. I think I've got it. All right, go ahead. These three women are a part of Jared Leto's cult that he's a part of. <laughs> The Church of Mars. So, yes, they're a part the of the Church, Church of, Mars, of Mars. Yes, his children will be like the rise of the innocents or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. from yes. their scripture that they have. Right, um, and so they are trying to raise money to like fund the Church of Mars um, because Morbius was supposed to do it, and it did not. It did not. Yeah, take. the the box office returns were mm-hmm. a little weak. And yeah, so they're like, yeah. well, like the Church of Leto is going to go under now. Right. And so we got to find a way to make money. And you know who has lots of money? You know who's got tons of money? The police. The, po- <laughs> the police. <laughs> um, and you know, it talks about an eerie song that plays. Uh, that song is The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> right. It's just right. going, come and she knows the reason she's singing along is because when she went into their office for uh-huh. the to like to be hired, yeah. that song was playing in the other room yes. as like Jared, yes. Jared Leto was going full method for Morbius. May I say? May I say? Yes, that's where I was. Yes, yes. So these are these are method actors, yes. and they're just like really getting into it. Like he's teaching right, them how exactly. to do it. And this is their method. May I also say, I when I was in high school, I saw 30 Seconds to Mars in concert. Um, and he played the kill, but it was an acoustic version. And I was I, so mad because he didn't go like, bury me, bury me. He just was like, bury me, bury me. And I was just, I was, it, it made me upset. Anyway. I remember, I remember seeing videos of that and people were so upset that he was doing it acoustic. And there was one video that he did where he, where they do the, this is who I really am like in that bridge, but he, uh-huh. they're like, they're like, scream it, scream it. And it was like acoustic. And he was like, you guys want me to do it? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, this is it. and everyone's like, yeah, everyone Ugh. pees their pants. They, <laughs> they peed their, they peed their trousers. And that was the best day of Jared Leto's life. Nothing else is until, let me just say it until Morbius, until Morbius flopped at the box office, until it was the number one movie in the world, according to his own Instagram. <laughs> Number one in the movie to, in the world to someone. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining the scene where, you know, the box office returns haven't been great. And these three, you know, dutiful Church of Mars women walk into Jerry Leto's office and he's like still on crutches for some reason. <laughs> and he's like, ladies, ladies, the bills are piling up here. You got to do something about it. And just the other day they'd read about. um, Oh, wait. What if there had been like a like a major bank heist or something and the the cops had busted it and they put all the money in the evidence locker and they'd read about it and they're like, well, we know what to do. Father Jared, Father Leto, we won't let you down. (laughs) And here we find ourselves 
in the worst community theater play of all time. So they hire they hire these three gangs, one to take out competition so they can just swoop right. in, take all their stuff and leave. Um, and then right, two, it's like it's like the opening to the Dark Knight. You know, like they all shoot each other, and then at the yes. end, the Joker comes in and gets all his money. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. That's it. The post credit scene is him flying in as Morbius, <laughs> but like he's, none of the special effects. He's just in a harness, just <laughs> like. And then he says, "Good job, ladies." And then he bites their necks, and they're like, "Ow." And, and it says uh, the three strange women will return in Morbius 2 <laughs> into the Morbius verse. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, final twist. Final twist. Turns out because there is one person that's still left alive at the end of all this. It's Sergeant Cohen. Sergeant Cohen right. is Jared Leto. Oh, <laughs> he, he yes. takes off his mustache and kind of like removes the wig as he's like calling in for dispatch. And he, yes. he was like, good job, girls. This is all a test. I wanted to see how you do. You did good. Yeah. Yeah. That's you it. Did that's, good. It that's it. Oh, man. Writes itself. It really does. We, we didn't have to do any work. Brady, you told me a little bit about what this movie is, like how it ends and all that. But how does it, how do the three sisters come into play with this thing? Okay. So this movie is actually, I'm just going to read the summary real quick and then I'll, I'll tell you about this wild twist. So after rookie cop Jessica Lauren is is been assigned, get it together, Google users. Yikes. Come on. Mm, can't even trust them these days. The fake news media. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time for a Grammarly ad. Anyway, after rookie well, cop Jessica Lauren <laughs> has been assigned the last shift at a transitioning police station, she must wait for a hazardous materials crew to pick up biomedical evidence. However, the shift turns into a living nightmare. And the twist at the end is that so horror horror movie shenanigans ensue. She thinks there's like this devilish demonic cult consisting of these three women um, among these other like cultists who are trying to kill her. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out at the end that she was hallucinating all of it because of her proximity to these radioactive materials that the the hazmat crew was coming to pick up. So she shoots all of them because she (laughs) thinks that they're demons or whatever. And then Officer Cohen's like, there, and he, one of the he one of the main her. one of the main set pieces from this movie is a man who has a pentagram carved into his face. I don't mm. I don't pretend to know what police have in their evidence lockers, but I'm going to go ahead and say like nuclear cores, like <laughs> reactor cores, are probably not being stored in like small town inner city police stations. That's what I'm and, like. That's, that's the most like, how do you come up with that? Like, yeah. And also like, even if there's a world in which that is a reality, not for long, <laughs> not well, without you telling somebody, <laughs> you know, where you just keep all your biohazardous materials and you're right in close proximity to your workspace. Right. Yeah. I, I'm going to try not to be mean. No, you can be mean. We read the script. It's not good. It's not. It's not good. It, it, it was hard to read at some points because the dialogue was just so unnatural. I just think that if you are going to write a horror movie, stop taking the easy way out and making it be like, oh, nothing was ever happening. Or and it was all a dream. Or Ooh. if you are going to do something like that, make it a little more believable than yeah. having nuclear waste in your evidence evidence locker 
<laughs> to where your your main character is hallucinating literal demons from hell. Also, what what bust did you do to wind up with radioactive waste in your evidence locker? Yeah, did you, you, did you raid Chernobyl? Like what? <laughs> where did this come did you, from? Did you get Lex Luthor finally? Oh yeah, man, those freaking uranium addicts are at it again. Even like even if the building next door had like something going on, like had the toxic waste. That would have been a more believable story than the police uh, this old, raided this old this old police station that people are still working at. Like right. Right. the cops, I mean, do they think that it was like a hazing ritual? They're like, oh yeah, I'll put them in the nuclear the nuclear <laughs> the nuclear <laughs> go, station. Go, go stick go stick your tongue in the radioactive waste. Come on, David, do it, you coward. Even like even a gas leak would be would almost make more sense. Like. I would yeah, believe a gas leak more than I would plutonium. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's not a great movie. If you if you're into like B horror, it's got some fun jump scares, but I, for the most part, it's it falls flat at the end. Flatter than day old soda. <sighs> so of course we all know you'd rather watch our movie. Yeah. We know you'd rather watch that. Yeah. We but, turned it into um, a cool like oceans <laughs> ocean six six six. Yes. More like sick, sick, sick. <laughs> that's, what, that's what our main character was after being exposed to all that radioactive material. I think oh. if you're just like head over heels for this movie, you, you know, if you need to scratch that itch, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. But um, I don't know that I'd, you know, go out of my way to pursue this movie. No, I wouldn't oh, well. recommend it. Um, if you love yourself. Yeah. If you like are a self-respecting human being, then, you know, go watch real cinema, go watch Sonic the Hedgehog two in theaters. <laughs> so what did you say? What did you say it was on Brady? I'm not going to repeat myself. No, we don't ever repeat ourselves in this. Podcast. Never, never make the same jokes or anything. Oh wait, we do that we, a lot. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, gotcha. 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 <laughs> uh, well, Colton, whenever you, whenever you do that, whenever you get corrected, who are you being corrected by? I, I just, I just want to know. Cause I don't hear. Oh, them. it's, Oh, it's uh, it's on my end. The voices, gotcha. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's uh, there's nuclear waste on my end. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's hazardous materials in your sh- on your shoe rack. Oh, three strange women are telling me that we've gotten things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you something that we've only repeated maybe one time, and that is uh, shake and not stir. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shake it, not sorry. Stir. Let's do it. Okay. Wait, wait. You've oh, got to introduce this. You've got to introduce this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> you've got no. Go. We're we're doing the parent trap. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it as a romantic comedy. It already is. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is your jumping on point for the podcast. Screw you. We've already explained this bit. Go back. Listen to our other episodes. We're just gonna leave you in limbo. Oh, okay. Well, we roll it. <laughs> well, Colton's having a meltdown. Let me explain what shaking not stirred is. Oh, I can introduce it. Do you want me to, Brady? I'm sorry. I mean, you probably should. <laughs> okay, okay. We're gonna do Parent Trap as a musical, but you gotta tell the people what's for. You gotta tell them what's what. Okay. So this is the part of the podcast where we take 
a random movie and we pair it up with a random movie genre uh, to create a whole brand new spanking spanking movie. All right, so now we have The Parent Trap as a musical. In the same vein of Hamilton, <laughs> it is a rap musical. Lindsay Lohan is and the trap. The trap in question is a trap house. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Lindsay Lohan as Lindsay Lohan. Oh, as 2010 she's, Lindsay Lohan. I was like, she's gotten her life together. She's gotten her life together. Um, yeah, she's not trying to steal children in uh, Saudi Arabia anymore. <laughs> Turns out Lindsay um, Lohan was the real parent trap all along. She said, "I'm your parent now. Come with me." <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a musical about. Lindsay Lohan longing for a child. Oh and my so god! So one day she. Oh my god! No, it's good. I like it, but it's just it's a little. No, sad. it is. It's very good. It's 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 steeped in darkness, but I also think it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. it's a musical about the infamous day Lindsay Lohan decided to nab a child off the street. <laughs> well, to her, to her, to her defense. <laughs> She thought that the children were being trafficked. Oh, <laughs> so she. So that could also be. There's so many ways the parent trap could be used here. Was that the parent trap? Was her kidnapping right. the parent trap? Where was the trap? So she. The so parent she, trap was the trap we parented along the way. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> so she's sitting. You know, the lights come up. She's sitting in her apartment in the Middle East somewhere, and she's like, "All my life, I've wanted one thing, and that's a kid." And that's a kid. <laughs> it helps us feel a little bit better about what's about to happen next. Right. And she goes and she, you know, she's, she goes out into the, into the town square and she does like a whole group number. Um, and then she sees uh, two children with their mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> their real mother. Um, but she believes that they've been kidnapped. And right. she's like, this is my chance. I've got to be a hero right now. I've got to go save these kids. But mm-hmm. how? The uh, the rest of this movie is kind of akin to that new Michael Bay movie Ambulance, where <laughs> she's just like on the run with these yes. two kids in her car, getting chased by helicopters and police cars. I um, but she yeah. sings the whole way, and so that makes it a musical. I have so much beef with Ambulance. No, because sorry, Ambulance. L A. Yeah, that the the trailer makes it look like it's all in this bank. And it's like, then the last two seconds of the trailer are like, oh, we're in an ambulance. And they call it ambulance. And I'm like, is that where this movie is? Like, is it mostly in the ambulance? What's going on? Like, What's going I, on in here? its defense, it'd be really weird if it was a bank heist movie. And in the last two minutes of the movie, they get in an ambulance and drive away. You'd be like, huh? Okay. Well, I, I mean, I kind of see it, but I guess. Yeah. But why? All right. I love, I love slash hate that. What we just did. <laughs> I love it for us. Hate it for Lindsay. I hope you're. I hope you're okay. I hope you're doing well. I think she is. I know you're a longtime listener, Lindsay. So, yeah. Yeah. If you hey, listen. If you ever want to fly us into Dubai, I'm I'm totally down for that. I think she's in. I think she's in Mykonos now. Oh, Lindsay, come on the pod. Come on the podcast. All right, we've got Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar as a cop drama. Oh, boy. There's a dirty cop on the force. Yes, they're trying to figure out who it is. <laughs> He's a big fat liar. That's right. He... He lied on a police report and try and got someone innocent put away in jail because he had beef. Yes, and so Frankie and a, Frankie Muniz is like a young 
like he's a rookie. Yeah, he's Paul a Giamatti. Paul no, no, Giamatti no. is the bad cop. No, I oh. got it. I got it. Frankie Muniz's dad is a cop. He's been on the force for several years. Paul Giamatti comes on to the force, gets his dad in trouble, and then Frankie Muniz <laughs> yes, has yes, to yes, prove yes, his yes, dad's yes. innocence by calling out the big fat liar. Perfect. It's that's it. I no love notes. that. And at the and at the end, he really, gets pepper uh, it, sprayed and arrested and put in the in the the nut house for it, uh, in the hoos in the hooskow. <laughs> it really puts an emphasis on blue bloods. Oh, <laughs> my parents love that show. <laughs> All right, okay, Tropic Thunder. Okay, yes. Uh, Tropic Thunder as a romantic comedy. Mm. Guys, I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Ben Stiller is an actor. They're playing a movie with some female lead that we'll, we'll figure out later. Okay. They are in to, they are like, they don't really like each other a whole lot, but they are filming this movie together. They get dropped off in some island that has a literal like war going on. And they get caught like <laughs> right in the middle of no man's land. <laughs> And they are trying to like get themselves out of this war and like to like civilization. Okay, so the lost city is that what I haven't seen like the lost city, but I guess si- so. si- similar. It's it's like it's like kind of similar to the, like the structure of the lost city. Um, <laughs> I love the idea that they've just randomly gotten dropped into a war torn country. <laughs> well, they wanted that. They wanted the film to be authentic. The, the director's like, this is gonna make you like yeah. each other. <laughs> Wait, what if that's it? Their chemistry is just like. Not very good. You know, we can say it's like Halle Berry or some other 2000s actor. Yeah. So yeah. Ben Ben Stiller and Halle Berry, the director's like, we're about to go full method. You guys are not having chemistry. And nothing brings people together like shared hardship. The horrors of war. Trauma. <laughs> so I'm going to drop you off in the middle of a war zone and you guys are going to figure it out. And if you make it back, great. You're in the movie. That's Hollywood, baby. That's Hollywood. Commit to the bit. That's that's it's Tom Cruise. That's <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> drops them off in the middle of. Yeah, I don't know Madagascar in the middle, right? The war torn country of Madagascar. <laughs> the war torn country of Madagascar in this in this world that we've in this tapestry we've woven. Madagascar is torn mm. by war. It's more of a war of like man versus nature. Maybe not so much. Man versus man. Yeah. King Julian is really right. ramped things <laughs> yeah. up. King Julian has had to turn towards other means of extending his rule. We need to fire Mort out of the rocket. <laughs> King Julian, I would die for you. Prove it. I like to shoot it, shoot it. I like to shoot it, shoot it. Stupid. Oh, well, All three right. for three, ladies and gentlemen. Three for three. That we As got in, him. We did we three him. movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now we transition. Let's bring the lights down a little bit. Let's uh, let's light a couple candles. Let's um, soak in a bubble bath. A, a bubble bath. Bubble bath. Bubble 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 bath. <laughs> and go on to real talk, where we give you some suggestions of things that uh. We have watched. We have a watch. We have watched in the last two days. <laughs> in the last two days since we've <laughs> spoken, um, and uh, tell you what to watch because we're bossy like that. Um, I need time to think of something. <laughs> um, I just watched a HBO original series called "Our Flag Means Death." 
Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this show. Derek, have you watched it? I have not seen this show. Um, I've heard it's really good though. Yeah. Well, so I was actually on HBO max because I was going to go watch Barry. Um, and then this like just happened to be on. If you liked this show, then try one of these. Mm -hmm. And it's about a like pampered British aristocrat who abandons his like privileged life in England to become a pirate. And it is a super smart comedy. The first couple episodes, I like wasn't super invested in. Um, but by the time episode three or four rolls around, the show like really picks up steam. And I like I really enjoy it. The characters are fun. It mm -hmm. has it has the same vibe to me as like the first season of The Office where you mm -hmm. can tell that this is like an uncut diamond. Yeah. And once they get the hard edges off of this show, it will mm -hmm. be a classic. And so I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, it's really funny. It's really smart. And also Taika Waititi's in it. What more do you yeah. need? Go yeah. watch this show. Um, it, it feels like it's something that's like in my, not, you know, pardon the pun, my wheelhouse mm. just because I love pirate stuff. And I also love Taika Waititi and like his kind of brand of comedy. So it's like, I definitely have to give it a try. Yeah. Um, Colton, if you don't mind, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go next. Yeah, you're good. This is a show that I, it's been, a, it's been out for a couple years now. Uh, it's got two seasons. It's called, it's another HBO show, uh, a black lady sketch show. Oh yeah. And it is, uh, it is a, it's a sketch show comprised completely of like all black female comedians. And, no. um, <laughs> yeah, the title kind of gives it away. Um, <laughs> bury the lead. Yeah. It, no, it, it, it unearths the lead. Um, <laughs> it, ex it exhumes the lead. Um, <laughs> but it is just, it's so funny the the writing is just spot on like a lot of this stuff it's like i i've kind of picked up on like cultural references and stuff like from osmosis and kind of like like talking with friends and like a lot of like their references that they that they would make a lot of my black friends or whatever i would kind of like pick up on that so it's like they will make jokes on this show and i'll be like oh i get that because it's like i like i have friends that would talk about it and like make those references and mm. were gracious enough to explain mm. what they meant to me um, <laughs> and me um, like the uh, uncultured uh swine the, that i am the uncultured yeah the uncultured uh just white blip on the radar that I am. <laughs> um, no, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible show. Uh, it's so well-written and so funny. Um, it's one of my favorites or one of my new favorite comedians, Quinta Brunson is on there. She is mm -hmm. the creator of Abbott elementary, which I told you guys about a couple weeks ago. Right. Oh, I need yeah. to watch um, that. She's great. And she is great in this show. Um, yeah, just overall, they get some really cool um, guest actors to come in. And do stuff with them. Um, oh, it's on HBO Max too. This might yeah, be my yeah, next yeah. show after uh, um, after Our Flag. One thing I I do have to make a correction to something that I said last week or last episode. Oh. <laughs> he said he liked Sonic too. He has now come around. <laughs> no, um, I said that um, this movie, uh, Everything Everywhere All at All at Once, made Michelle Yeoh into an action star. Not realizing Michelle Yeoh has been in a James Bond movie. Uh, oh, she was yeah. a Bond. She she was a Bond girl. In she, Tomorrow she, was Never Dies. she was James she Bond. She was James Bond. Um, 
And she is also one of the main characters in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> so I, they've got this new guy, Jackie Chan. Have Jackie you guys Chan? heard of him? And um, made him into an action star. I, uh, I just needed to correct that and say that she has always been an action star. I apologize. I did not know. So she's still an action star. She remains an action star. I'm glad you said something before she tweeted at us. So, right. Well, oh she's God. she's on podcasts now, so I'm like I'm trying to kind of cover <laughs> our bases before Thank we God, before we our people eventually reach out to her people and say, "Hey, will you come on and and make up a movie with us?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we've got man. a movie called Nothing Nowhere Never that you might be really interested in. <laughs> Nothing Nowhere None of the Time. <laughs> none of the time. I think you really um, like it. I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so Colton, I'm sorry to cut into your time. What, uh, what do you want to talk about? Um, so I recently finished this movie. Um, it's kind of like, it's been out for a few years, but, um, I really enjoyed it nonetheless. So I really encourage you guys to go watch two towers. Um, (laughs) Lord of the Rings. Uh, Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a feeling uh, I knew where that was going. I'm going to be controversial and brave on the pod today and say that I have also within the past year have seen uh, the two towers for the first time. Oh. Wait, like for the first wow. first time. I'm glad that I could. I'm glad that I could let you come out like that. Yeah, no, and I I appreciate you. Uh, your your y'all. I'm so excited for y'all to have these formative experiences. <laughs> late well, in our twenties, <laughs> right? Y'all are you're late bloomers, but you know. Um, I so I'm kind of like Colton in the sense that like so I had seen the Fellowship of the Ring once when I was a little kid. Um. I've seen Return of the King like five times. Okay. Yeah. It was always it was always on TV. So in um, similar fashion to this podcast, you've watched the beginning of Lord of the Rings and the end yes. of Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> right. yeah. And then I had never seen the two towers. And then it was playing in theaters, and my friend was like, We need to go we need to go like watch the two towers. And I was like, Okay, yeah, yeah let's go. And so oh, I just I probably I would say probably within the past like eight months I've seen the two towers for the first time. <laughs> no, I had seen it before, um, but I bet you can't guess what my next week's movie is going to be. The Desolation of Smaug. <laughs> the Laug of Maug. Um, no, in all seriousness, uh, I finished Titan season three. Um, I finished that. Um, be careful! Not, be careful! Brady will take that as a suggestion. Colt, this week, <laughs> Colton's true. one suggestion was Titan season three. Can you guys believe that? You have the nerve of this man. If you bring me nothing else to the table, then I'm gonna work with what you give me. I also finished Invincible. Um, finally, and so I know, I know. Where have I've been you behind. been? I know. Um, and so I really liked the ending. It was interesting. I'm excited to see. I was. I was surprised that one season one went over so well. And then like, I have waited a really long time to finish it. And we still have like no news about season two. I feel like, uh, it's been renewed for seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. Right. But like when yeah. those are but, coming oh, out. Was... Yeah. Did we have any of us at this point talked about legend of Vox Machina? Oh, um, have y'all watched, have y'all watched it? I have. Yeah. So we've talked about it off podcast. I don't know if we've talked about it on mic. Um, the first, couple episodes were hard for me to get into i yeah. i'm sorry if there's people yeah. out there no, who no, enjoy no. critical role i do not it is just not my not mm-hmm. my bread and butter mm-hmm. um but vox machina like struck a chord with me after two or three episodes i was yeah. like okay i like yeah, these characters once it, once it started getting into like the briarwood stuff then i was like oh I'll tell you what. okay yeah 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 
I don't know. I don't know if they did this intentionally or if it just happened to be that way. Um, I watched the first two episodes and I was like, man, that Percy character, I really like what he's got going on. I want to know more about him. <laughs> and then surprise, surprise to me, that's the whole show. <laughs> well, would you well, look yeah, at that? Per- yeah, Percy becomes like a pretty like after that point, he becomes a pretty like major character. Like he he kind of becomes the main character for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you're looking for a quick fix of fantasy, then yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Fox Machina is great. <laughs> no. Okay. This is going to sound dumb, but it's something that I've been really, really enjoying about watching Lord of the Rings um, is, and I know this is stupid and I know this is silly, but like how D and D it feels. There's literally a scene in the first movie where like these people are riding up or maybe it's the second movie uh, where these people ride up to uh, Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli. And they're like, why is there a man? A, why is there a man, a dwarf, and an elf together? And I'm like, well, that's D and D. Like, <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> this is one big homebrew. This is Tolkien's homebrew campaign. Um, can we just can we start using D and D as a reference point for like everything? You know, like I really like Top Gun two, but it just wasn't D and D enough for me. You know what I mean? Like. Top Gun 2 was only 1% D&D for me, and so I didn't really like it. They only had one of the races of D&D, which was humans. Yeah, and it was so, pretty racist. A little inconsiderate to the fantasy races of Dungeons & Dragons. Anyway, um, well, this has been Stir the Plot. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, if, you, if you like this show, if you like us as people, if you care anything about us, you're going to go on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a five-star review. And if you find yourself in a position to support us financially, we do have a Patreon. We should have at least uh, part one of The Last of Us available there, um, an exclusive episode that you will not find anywhere else. So go give it a listen. You will find it nowhere else until we eventually have a week where we can't put out a new episode. Until we run out of content, (laughs) in which case uh, it's no longer exclusive. Anyway, Um, feel free to reach out at StirThePlot at gmail.com or Instagram or Facebook. And as always, thank you so much to Eleven Acorn Lane for the use of our theme song stay. Electro Swing Remix. Get me out of here. All right. This review comes from a letterbox user named Tom L underscore L. Oh, one of the he, one of the Supermans. Tom yeah. L-L. Tom Tom L L. Um this uh this is a movie from 2022. This is a movie from this year. Okay. Um, uh, Tom gave it half a star. Okay. Um, oh, wah, and, wah. <laughs> and he said, didn't watch. I was too busy having sex at an IMAX screaming of Michael Bay's ambulance. <laughs> is it Sonic the Hedgehog too? Is it Michael? Uh, is it ambulance? <laughs> Both incredible guesses. Uh, however, it's not, it is, uh, the, previously mentioned uh michelle yo vehicle everything everywhere all at once (laughs) (laughs) so this guy just didn't go to this movie no he (laughs) no he was too busy having sex at an imax screening of michael bay's ambulance he skipped it for real cinema why did he review it also if you're not gonna watch the movie imax tickets aren't cheap dude you're mad at this person who clearly wrote a joke review (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't get the joke i don't know what sex is (laughs) (laughs) and i'm mad about it and i'm colton hart (laughs) my name's brady the virgin and i'm here to party (laughs) 
My name is Jerry Fultz, and I have a cursory knowledge of what sex is. <laughs> but, but don't press me on it. And I'm Tyler. I'm not I'm not doing another one. If you see Sandra Bullock, give her a hug. In an IMAX theater. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy hugging Sandra Bullock in an IMAX theater. Oh. Gotta go my own way.